You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast, making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Good morning and assalamu alaikum. You're tuned into Inspire FM 105.1 FM. It's Friday, 26th of July, and the time is 10 o'clock. Welcome to Mother's Planet, a show where there is always something to talk about in a productive and beneficial way to us hardworking mothers. I'm your host, Neelam. Um, I hope you've all had a lovely week. It's been um, quite um, a challenging week with the weather. Uh, we've had a lot of heat a lot of heat and it's been extremely hot uh, something that us brits are not actually quite used to um and uh, now we've had thunder and um lightning as well so we've had the rain that's hopefully inshallah going to bring um the weather a bit cooler now so um i'm going to stop talking because i actually today i'm very lucky in the studio i have um some uh, special little guests joining me. Uh, since it's summer holidays, I've actually managed to drag some children along with me today. And uh, they are going to be introducing themselves. So I'm not going to speak on their behalf. Um, so if you could just introduce yourself to the listeners where you uh, give your name and your age and uh, something you like doing. So if I start from my right, and uh, that would be mic number five, if you can introduce yourself. My name is Samaya and I am nine years old. I like reading. You like reading, okay. Assalamualaikum to you, Samaya. And Assalamualaikum to... Ibrahim. My name is Ibrahim and I'm eight years old and I enjoy building Lego. Building Lego, oh yes. I think so does, so does, so do I. Um, and I think uh, uh, your mum can probably vouch for how much I enjoy Lego, uh, but we won't go there. Uh, and on mic number three. Assalamu alaikum, my name is Horace. I'm 10 years old and I love drawing. You love drawing, okay. Assalamu alaikum, my name is Hafsa. I am 7 years old and I like arts and crafts. You like arts and crafts, yes. Okay, so uh, that's the guest that we have in the studio today and uh, my lovely guest will be uh, sharing some uh, facts um, around Hajj but that will be a bit later on in the show. Um, I do want to just remind our listeners we are live on air reaching out to all our listeners in Luton and surrounding areas. We are also live on the Inspire FM webpage where you you can hear us through tune in um and we um, have the Facebook camera, which you can comment and like as usual, but um, the cameras are not on. So you've just got the Inspire FM banner. Um, we are uh, live, so you can text into the studio on 0779481822. And that's um, to text or WhatsApp. Um, uh, you can share your views and thoughts on today's show. Um, if you can't join into the show today, we are repeated on Saturdays from 11 o'clock, inshallah. Now, um, as you all know, um, we are about to enter a very special month. Um, and this month is a special month for Muslims around the world. And uh, we are all going to be doing... Um, uh, a quiz around this first to to lighten the show just to relax uh, my guests and myself because um, I'm not used to having little guests on the studio so it's quite um, strange having uh, little children on this show so just to relax you all and myself I wanted to kickstart the show off with a mini quiz 
Um, you all have buzzers in front of you, which uh, thankfully you've all been very patient with and haven't pressed for us today. Um, before we go into the quiz, um, Imrana, if you are listening, I just wanted to say thank you so much for bringing these into the studio and um, allowing um, myself to use them. I'm not sure if you're aware of it, but thank you. you we are using them today and um, they're going to be of great help to... Um, my guest today. So the quiz is a general knowledge quiz. Uh, you have your buzzers in front of you. Um, the first question is, how many pillars are there in Islam? I think that was mic number three, Haris. Uh, there are five pillars in Islam. There are five pillars is in Islam. Um, I'm going to throw in a, a random question here. Um, can you tell me the third pillar of Islam? Samaya. Zakat. Zakat. Um, Ibrahim, can you tell me the first pillar of Islam? Shahada. Shahada, thank you. Um, okay, the next question. Hands on the buzzers. What month do we fast in? That sounded like a doorbell, so I think that's mic number four. Ibi? <laughs> Ramadan. Ramadan. No, what month do we? Yes, that's correct. What month do we fast in? Okay, um, what is the name given to the house of Allah? Hafsa. The Kaaba. The Kaaba. Thank you. Um, where is the Kaaba? Oh, I couldn't decide if that was Mike three or five. Let's have Samaya. The Kaaba is located in Mecca. Thank you. It's located in Mecca. And what is the fifth pillar of Islam? I've got a very eager Haris here. <laughs> He's got his hand stuck on the buzzer. Go on then, Haris. It is Hajj. Hajj. And what is Dulhijjah? Ibrahim. Dulhijjah is the last month of the islamic calendar excellent it's the 12th month of the islamic calendar wonderful well there you go so that's the end of the round so we could maybe move our buzzers away from ourselves so we are not tempted to press them during the show um <clears throat> now um that's the introduction of our show we are going to be talking about hajj and we are going to be um asking uh i'm going to be asking my guests um some questions around hajj and i know that they've worked very hard and done some research to find out uh, some facts about that and i believe they may have asked some questions to uh, family members that may have gone on hajj and um, ask them a few uh, questions that they can also share with our listeners. So um, the first question I have um, is, um, what is the pillar of Islam? So I will, uh, you don't have to um, uh, put your hands up or press the buzzers here because I'm going to actually hear what you all have to say on this one. So um, I'll start with Hafsa. Um, Hafsa, what is a pillar of Islam to you? What do you think it means to you? A basic a, ba a pillar is a basic duty of a Muslim. Doing all five, you're getting closer to Allah. That's lovely. That's a very nice way of looking at it as well. So it's a duty of a Muslim. Haris, have you got anything to add to that? Uh, yes, uh, it's a value. Though. It's also a value that Muslims follow to be closer, as she said. So it's, it's a value. And Sameh and Ibrahim, do you have something that you'd like to add to that? Yes? It is. It is an act of worship which a Muslim must fulfill. 
It's an act of worship that a Muslim must fulfill, yes. And Sumeya? There are five pillars of Islam. Shahada, which is belief in one God. Salah, which is praying five times a day. Zakah, which is giving charity. Som, which is fasting in the month of Ramadan. And Hajj, which is the pilgrimage to Mecca. Excellent. Thank you very much for sharing that. Um, if you could just lower your mic so that we can hear you. If you lower that one for me, that's it. Bring it down a little bit. That's it. Perfect. Yes. Okay. So we've got that. Um, so yes, a pillar of Islam is um, we have, as Samaya has beautifully introduced, uh, we have the five pillars and each pillar is bringing us closer to um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So as we try and obtain and do each pillar, we are getting closer closer to um, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now in today's show we are looking at the fifth pillar which is Hajj and um, Hajj, what is Hajj? So if I can have Samaya be kickstart that one off, can you, can you tell me what, what you think Hajj is? Hajj is, a pil- Hajj is a pilgrimage to Mecca and it is a spiritual, it is a spiritual journey to purify yourself. It's a spiritual journey to uh, pure, um, purify, yourself. purify yourself, right, okay. Um, Samaya, did you have something to add to that? Yes? It's the last pillar of Islam. Okay, it's the last pillar of Islam as well. Um, Hafsa, do you have something to add to that about what do you think is Hajj? Hajj is one of the five pillars of Islam. Hajj can be very hard because you do a lot of walking. Yes, that's true. There is a lot of walking involved in Hajj, so you need to be um, quite prepared for that. Um, okay, so um, can anyone travel um, when they go to Hajj Haris? Yes, only if they have the money, the health and if they have the means to do it. So if they have the health and the money and the, the means the means to do it, okay? So if they are fit... Intention. And, well, yes, yes, if they have the intention to do it, okay? Um, and um, when do people travel for Hajj? What month do we um, people start preparing to get ready for Hajj? Samaya? In Dhul Hijjah. In Dhul Hijjah, yes, okay. Um, Ibrahim, I liked what you said, that um, Hajj is... Um, why because i've got the question why do people perform hajj so why do people um take this time out and go where there is going to be lots of walking as hafsa said where there is going to be um a lot of uh, recitation of the quran being said and it's quite um a lot of effort needed to do this so why do people do you think do it and ibrahim you said something people do hajj to people do hajj because it's a spiritual journey to purify yourself it's a spiritual journey to purify yourself yes um uh it is it that's exactly what it is so um did you know when someone goes to do hajj their sins and everything that they've done that's bad is all forgiven and washed away so when you come back from hajj you're like a newborn baby you are starting from scratch you have cleared away all your bad deeds and all your sins and um you are starting afresh so this is why people really take it very seriously when they go so that's what um okay um what is the name of the special clothes worn by muslims when performing hajj let's start with ibrahim so you're all going to get a turn it's not a i'm going to have all of you share your bits so you don't need to feel that you're in a classroom and put your hands up ihram for men they wear two white cloths, and mm-hmm. for women, 
They wear a jilabab and hijab. Okay, thank you. Um, Hafsa, do you have something to add to that? I know you're eager to share what you've written, so go on then. Men wear a special cloth called ihram. It feels like a white towel. They have two, one round their waist and one thrown round their right shoulder. The ihrams are, un- are unstitched. Unstitched. It's quite a difficult word there. Yes, so that's the special thing about the ihram. What colour is the ihram, Sameya? white it's a white piece of cloth and it's unstitched so it's just loose fabric that is worn around the waist and around the shoulder um does does somebody have to say well what does one have to say when putting the ihram on ibrahim you have to read you have to pray you have to pray two 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 records mm-hmm in the first rakah, you should read Surah Al-Kafirun, and in the second rakah, you should read Surah Ikhlas. Okay, brilliant. So um, when you have put the ihram, that's lovely, you need to pray your two rakats, uh, Nafal. Um, and when you also, uh, before doing your salah, offer your salah, what, what is it that you have to do, Haris? So you have to make an intention, and the intention is, I intend to put on the ihram and perform hajj. Yes. So do we do we know the name of another word that we can use instead of intention? Sometimes we 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 will say this at the beginning of our salah as well and it's called something Ibrahim Nia. Nia, thank you. Well done. So you say a Nia. So it's a Nia that you say before you put the ihram on to say that I am going to perform Hajj and um uh, I intend to do this. So um thank you Ibrahim for that. Um okay. So where do they travel and what do they do when performing Hajj? Now, this is quite a big, long question because there's there's two parts to this question. So um, first, where are people traveling when they do Hajj? So if Haris and Hafsa may be together, Haris, if you can say the first bit. So when you um, put on your Ihram and you're on the plane, you are going towards where? Makkah. Makkah. So then... Uh, when you when you arrive at Makkah, you um, circle the Kaaba seven times, also known as Dwarf. Okay, thank you. And um, uh, Hafsa, what's the next bit that we do after we've um, gone around the Kaaba seven times? You walk on the hills of Safa and Marwa. Yes, thank you. You walk on the hills of Safa and Marwa. And I'll come back to that because I've got a question around that one. But um, Ibrahim and Sameya, do you know what happens after you've done Safa and Marwa, Sameya? You travel to Mina and stay in the tents. tents. Yes, you st- you travel to Mina and you have a tent where you stay there. Uh, and Ibrahim, what happens after you've stayed at Mina? You travel to Mount Arafat mm-hmm. and spend the day asking Allah for forgiveness. Yes. For forgiveness. This is where Prophet Muhammad wasallam, delivered his last sermon. Oh, that's a very interesting fact. Thank you for sharing that with us. Okay, and um, do you know then the next stage after we've done um, the uh, staying at the Arafah, uh, Minar, and then going to the Arafah, Haris, what's the next stage? You uh, throw pebbles at the pillar of Jamarat where they redeem their bad omens. Mm-hmm. And the final stages of um, the, what are the last stage is, stages of of um of hajj then smear you do a qurbani which is what what is qurbani known as what do we we call it hafsa 
Do you know? Yeah. It's what's the last thing that people do? What is sacrificed on the completion of Hajj? They sacrifice an animal. An animal. So that is what's uh, done at the uh, completion of Hajj. We've missed out a bit, though. So what do they do before the animal? Um, well, I don't think it's a specific order, but they do do something else, the people that have done Hajj. Haris? Uh, they sh uh, men normally shave their hair and women maybe get it trimmed. Yes. So the cutting uh, the hair or shaving the hair as well. Ibrahim, have you got something to add that you'd like to add to that? Yeah, return to the Kaaba for Tawaf and say again and then return to the devil stoning farewell and then farewell Tawaf. Oh, okay, yes. So we do a farewell Tawaf as well. So that's the completion of Hajj, which is quite an emotional um, moment because it's when, you know, you have completed your Hajj and you are bidding farewell to to the Kaaba. Now, going back to um, the Mount um, Safa and Marwa, do we know what's special about Mount Safa and Marwa? Do, do you know what's special about it, Ibrahim? The Prophet Ibrahim, he, he so um, the Prophet Ibrahim salam, he was going to sacrifice. He he was going to sacrifice his son there, but then instead, um, a sheep. Um, Allah sent down a sheep. Okay, yes. So that is why we do Gurbani. So uh, Gurbani is uh, to remind ourselves of how, and it's it's quite a big thing there that um, the Prophet um, uh, Ibrahim Islam did, because they were ready to sacrifice their child, because that is what Allah willed. And um, in return of that um, willingness, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put a sheep there instead of the child, and the sheep was sacrificed. So as remembrance and to commemorate this occasion Muslims all year round in uh, every year around Hajj um, will perform this um, and will do uh, will will actually give Gurbani for this as well um, but there's something else that's important about Safa Marwa which um, I know Haris is going to clearly eagerly explain to us okay so Ibrahim uh, left Hajar and her son um, Ismail Islam in the desert and uh, Hajar was really thirsty so was Ismail and they uh, couldn't see any food or water so Hajar went up to the two hills Safa and Marwa and she kept on running between them seven times until she looked over when uh, I think it was Marwa and she found um, a water fountain uh, spraying water mm -hmm. and so she went over and uh, she took some water and then she said zam 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 which means stop in yes. Arabic so that's um, a very amazing story there um, where Hajar, may Allah be pleased with her, was uh, left in the desert um, and um, she was looking for something to feed her baby um, and her baby was um, Prophet Ismail and um, she was walking back and forth from each mountain. So when we do, um, even in Umrah, you take the, you do the Safa and Marwa walk as well. So it's for Muslims to get a feeling of what she must have felt when she was uh, looking uh, for water desperately. And this water is named Zamzam because it, when it came, it came in abundance. So there was so much water that was coming through that Hajo put her hand over the water and she said zamzam which means to stop 
and um, the water then slowed down in its flow and as this water came it grew crops and plants and trees and fruits so the water was very beneficial to her so um, that's just a bit of education there as to why we have the uh, Safa and Marwa. Um, okay, so uh, once you have um, completed your Hajj and you have done your Gurbani, um, you have sacrificed the animal, um, what is the name given to the Eid celebrated in the month of the Hijjah, Sameya? Eid al-Adha. Eid al-Adha, yes. Now, um, Eid al-Adha is the celebration uh, that we do in the month of Dhul-Hijjah. And does anyone know what um, day of Dhul-Hijjah we are celebrating it? What day it falls on that we do it? Haris? Uh, the sacrifice of when? Mm, Ibrahim? It's on the 10th day, okay? So it's on the 10th day Dhul-Hijjah, of Dhul-Hijjah that we celebrate Eid al-Adha, okay? Um, and yes, we commemorate the uh, moment where um, Ibrahim al-Islam uh, was ready to sacrifice um, their child and uh, an animal was placed, so that's why we give Gurbani. Um, going back um, to the question of, um, of Hajj, um, can anyone tell me how many days is Hajj for? So... Um, usually, when does Hajj start in Dhul Hijjah? Is it the first of Dhul Hijjah that we have um, uh, Hajj starting? No, so Haris. So it's from the 8th till the 13th, which is five days. It's between the 8th of Dhul Hijjah to the 13th. Now, note. Uh, it's the 8th to the 13th, and we are celebrating Eid on the 10th. So that's why sometimes Eid, um, uh, especially big Eid, is celebrated over how many days? Is it just for the one day? Three. It's Sameya? Three days. It's three days, yes. Yeah, so we celebrate it for three days, okay? So um, I think you guys have done really well. And I know that you have um, asked questions to uh, your adult in your house who has... Um, gone on Hajj. So, uh, Sameh and Ibrahim, would you like to share some more facts around Hajj? I'll, I'll let either of you go first, whoever whoever would like to go first. Is it okay if Ibrahim went first, Maya? Right, okay, go on, Ibrahim. The people that do Hajj, mm -hmm. the people that do Hajj, they don't celebrate Eid. Right, that's a good fact, yes. People that do Hajj, they don't celebrate Eid. Uh, Sameh? The people that do Hajj, they're called Hajis. That people that have done Hajj or do Hajj, they become known as Hajis, yes. Okay. Um, uh, did you ask any questions to the adult in your house about um, how they did Hajj? Yeah. So, Ibrahim, would you like to share some facts with us then that you asked? Uh, um, I, I, uh, I asked my dad mm -hmm. and he said, it's very hot there. Mm -hmm. There's lots of people. Mm -hmm. It's an amazing experience where you, where you really experience true Muslim brotherhood, and yes. it's a long and tiring, and it's long and tiring, and you should take good quality footwear. Yes, that's very important because, as Hafsa reminded us at the beginning, um, we um, there's a lot of walking involved in that, and so um, when you are walking, uh, you have to make sure you've got good footwear. So um, that's very good advice offered by your dad there. Thank you, Ibrahim. Our granddad's um, told us some as well. Oh, your granddad has shared some, so that's fine. Go fire away. The mic's all yours, guys. Go on then. So share it between yourselves, May and Ibrahim, if you'd like to share with the listeners, because um, we have got 
listeners that inshallah may be making um, this journey to Hajj or thinking about going to Hajj. So if there is any advice or any tips that you feel that you have asked your adult that the listeners could benefit from. He said it was very tough. It -hmm. was lots of walking Mm -hmm. and it's very hot. And he felt it felt felt relieved and grateful that he had completed the obligation of Hajj. MashaAllah, thank you. And Sameya, I know you're eager to share something, so go ahead. Uh, it's like he felt really relieved that he had been able to complete the obligation of Hajj and it was very tough and hot. Yes, so the key thing is hot. So. Um, uh, uh, Harris and Hafsa's dad have um, been on, um, uh, has been to Hajj and um, they uh, found that what really was helpful when they went to Hajj is getting an empty water bottle and filling it up with water and every now and then they would just spray their face that allowed them to cool down. Now Hafsa you asked your dad something about um, uh when you go to Minar, and uh, Ibrahim mentioned it to us as well, that you actually stay in Minar. So um, what is it that they stayed in? So when you go to Minar, you stay in a tent. In a tent. So um, they're not sleeping in beds, are they? No. No. So it was, how, what did um, your dad describe it as? It was, it was a... They said it was big and they had, they had air corn on it, in it. Oh, okay. So they're quite posh tents then. So I think because it's so hot, they um, have it prepared for um, the listeners. So uh, the listeners, the visitors, um, I'm getting confused. So Harris has got a fact to share. Okay, go on then, Harris. So Hajj is uh, around 3.5 million to 4.5 million people. Mm -hmm. And it is the world's most biggest uh, gathering to unite people yes it is it's um it's people from all over the world that are coming to uh, perform this uh, sacred pilgrimage and uh, it's where race color and um, language is not a barrier so as Ibrahim said it's all about brotherhood now we are coming towards a short break so I hope the discussion has been of benefit to you all so far Um, do let us know if any of you are deciding to perform Hajj this year um, or um, are thinking about it how do you feel Um, join us after the break inshallah Assalamu alaikum, this is Atif Nawaz. Listen to Inspire FM shows in your time by heading over to inspirefm.org or listen on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Assalamu alaikum, good morning and welcome back to Mother's Planet. It's Friday 26th of July and the time is 10.30. I'm your host Neelam and joining me in the studio today is Haris. Hafsa, Sameya, and Ibrahim. Salam guys. Sorry, I haven't got your mics on. Let's do that all again. Salam guys. Ah, that's better. I think all the listeners heard you there. Um, so, in the show so far, we have been uh, discussing Hajj and uh, the significance of Hajj. And my guests have been sharing um, some facts or answering some questions around this, and um, have also asked people um, around uh, their family members who have actually gone on Hajj and has have personally experienced um, Hajj and they've asked questions um, and shared that with our listeners as well. Um, 
Uh, Hajj is a very um, sacred pilgrimage. And uh, one of the things that Ibrahim said, which um, really stood out to myself, was um, about brotherhood. So um, before I continue, um, I just wanted to read um, this very small part from this book that I'm, I've been reading about Hajj. Um, it says the occasion may rightly be known as the annual International Muslim Assembly. So during Hajj, Islamic Brotherhood becomes particularly apparent and can be experienced in a special way by everyone who takes part. Barriers of language, territory, colour and race disappear and the bond of faith is at uppermost. Everyone has the same status in the house of Allah, the status of his servant. So I really like that because um, I was trying to explain to um, Haris and um, Hafsa yesterday that when you go to Hajj, um, it doesn't matter if you're a multimillionaire um, or you have lots of money. When you go and you put on your ihram, you all become the same and you are all coming for a single purpose, which is to please Allah and to purify your souls. So um, every all the barriers are, different, are let down and everyone becomes equal um, in the house of Allah. So that's that for um, me to finish off there. Now, I know my guests are also very eager to share some fa uh, some fun things that they think that um, our listeners could engage in over the holidays um, with their children. So parents can get involved or children can get involved. So um, I'm going to start again from my right to uh, my left again. Um, so if I can start with Samaya, who has some some lovely facts and uh, uh, things that we can get busy with over the holidays. So Samaya, if you could please um, nice and clearly say it to the listeners. You can join the library book challenge uh, you can have a picnic in the you can have a picnic in the park you can do a baking challenge and you can even write a journal of fun things you have done in the holidays now yes now um i can't take my teacher hat off but um i do like that last one where you're writing a journal about all the things that you did in the holiday because what's important which we all forget when we're on holidays is you still have to write and you still have to be creative and make sure that all the things that you've learned at school haven't gone um, and you've forgotten everything. So it's really important that we still keep writing and uh, make it creative. And uh, the book challenge at the library, that's really good. So they're doing a reading challenge up at the libraries. So you can sign up and there's a certain amount of books that you have to read. And um, uh, you can get a certificate or a reward for them. I think so, yes. Thank you, Samaya. Right. Ibrahim, um, I know you're very eager to share your um, your uh, activities for the holidays. You can take a trip to Wudan Park Museum and learn about the history of Luton. You can have water fights. Mm -hmm. You can have a Lego challenge. Mm -hmm. You can have friends and family over. Lego challenge. Now that sounds good because everybody has Lego and um, we all like making things as um, as uh, you all know how much I like it. Uh, so yeah, you can get your friends involved and you can actually say, right, let's see who can make the most creative uh, thing and maybe put a time barrier to it. So you've got half an hour to build whatever you like and let's see what you can make in half an hour and see what happens. So I do like that, Ibrahim. Thank you. And yes, when it's hot like it's been this week, because 
because it's been really hot, hasn't it? So uh, water fights are the best thing because you can dry up. Uh, yeah, Ibrahim, did you have one yesterday? Yeah. yeah. You had a super soak yesterday and it was quite nice because yesterday was so hot. So did you dry up quickly? Yeah. 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 So it, it was quite nice. Right. Thank you, Ibrahim. Right. Haris, have you got anything you'd like to share? Yeah. So um, if the weather's bad, uh, don't watch TV. You can do some drawing or Lego. And uh, I know Stockwood Park have got some exhibitions uh, you can go to, which are free. Yes. And also you can have friends over and have a concert competition. Yes. My favourite thing. Your favourite thing, yes. So, uh, limited time on the technology because we want you to be out and about and enjoying as much as possible. But yes, you can have a competition on the consoles or limited time on there or um, uh, have have a play about on there. So that's that. Um, and yes, um, the uh, Stockwood Discovery Centre, if you just go on to uh, what's on in Luton, um, there are quite a few activities going on there which um, you can uh, take part part in um hafsa um if you'd like to share some of yours go to the park and play sports with your family stay at home and do some crafts like loom bands share share with family that you can share with family mm-hmm. help your neighbors with dusting and cleaning <laughs> That's lovely. Thank you. So, yes, helping your neighbours. That's really important as well. Helping your neighbours to try and get part, um, take part in um, helping the community as well, not just staying at home and saying, right, um, I have put down on my list, um, delegate roles to the children to make a home a happy home. So you can actually get your children um, involved in the housework. So you can actually draw up a plan and put down your names and for each activity that you're doing as well. Uh, you can have um, roles for them as well to say that X is going to do the dusting and Y is going to do the vacuuming. So um, I think it's very important that we get the children involved as much as possible in in cleaning the house. Ibrahim would like to share something. I've got another one. Mm -hmm. It's board games. Okay. Oh, yes, board games. Can't forget board games. We've got board games that you can play. And you can get some of those board games, which there's like 40 games in one. So um, I'm pretty sure you could be um, quite busy. Is there a particular board game that you like, Ibrahim? Do you like a specific board game? Guess who? Guess who. Okay, you're quite good at that then. Kind of. Kind of, okay. Samir, do you have a favourite board game? I like Connect Four. Connect Four, yeah, I can get quite competitive with Connect Four. Um, it's like noughts and crosses as well, but I think I've worked out a trick now where I always win. Uh, well, I think I always win. Haris, um, do you have a specific board game that you like? Yeah, it's either Monopoly or Cluedo. Monopoly, okay. Monopoly is a nice uh, traditional uh, board game that um, has been around for years now, and it's uh, over the years they've changed it. You can get different types of. Banking. You can get a, yeah, it's all you can play it on the on the consoles as well, and on the um, uh, all these. It's getting quite technology based now, so you can they're moving away from the traditional board games. Have so? Do you have a board game that you like? Yeah. What do you like playing? I like playing Connect Four as well. You like playing Connect Four as well. Nobody said Snakes and Ladders. Ah, oh, Snakes oh, yeah. and Ladders. I like good old Snakes and Ladders. Can't go wrong with Snakes and Ladders. We've got Snakes and Ladders as well, which is I a like Snakes and Ladders, and I like um, guess who? 
guess who okay right okay thank you so um we had hafsa say um helping neighbors especially the elderly ones so you can do their gardening watering their plants even sitting down and having a chat with them that's quite important so um uh we've got that um We've got uh, chores around your bedrooms. Now, who likes cleaning their bedroom? <laughs> Ibrahim, are you quite good? Do you make your bed in the morning? Yes. Oh, you are good. So you do make your bed. And how does it make you feel when you make your bed in the morning? Does it make you feel like you can have a good day? Does it give you a good start to the day? Does it make you feel fresh? Yeah. Asmea, does it make you feel fresh? Yeah. So, so it's really important that you start the day off with making your beds and encouraging the children to make their beds because uh, um, we have some children that don't like making their beds or forget to make their beds. So it's um, quite important that they start the day off with that. Mm. And and um, who likes tidying their room or keeping a room tidy? Me. Oh, Hafsa, you like tidying your room, do you? Yeah, but it's not quite tidy. Yeah, it's not quite tidy, is it? Because you share a room. Yeah. Yeah, so it's quite hard. Are you going to blame your other sister to yeah. say that it's all her fault? It's yeah. all her... Oh, yes, it's all her mess. It's all her fault. Uh, Ibrahim, are you quite good with tidying your bedroom? So you make your bed, which is a real plus, because I know a lot of, not a lot of boys like cleaning their room and tidying. So are you quite tidying? Yeah, but I have another... I share a room with Ah, so we're going to blame the sibling, yeah. So you have a brother and you share the room. So it's all his fault, is it? And it's all his mess. You do know he's listening, so um, I'm pretty sure he'll be... He's not here to defend himself, but I'm pretty... We, we both keep it clean. Oh, you do keep it clean. Oh, okay. We've had a change of tone there. Okay. Uh, I think Samaya's frowning at you, like, not really. So, Samaya, are you tidy with your bedroom? Sometimes. You're sometimes tidy. That's good. Well, there you go. A bit of honesty. It doesn't, doesn't go too far. Um, right, okay. So, I have also said on my list, um, which I did actually have out last week, but I didn't actually get to go through um, all of the activities. Um one of them was, um, as you, uh, Hafsa said, she likes craft making, um, is actually making puppets from old socks. So um, I know um, sometimes when I wash the socks, we end up with lots of odd socks or socks, one sock that's got a hole and the other hasn't. So you've got a sock there that's of no use. So you can make puppets from them, uh, old socks. Um, you can also make storyboards from cereal boxes. So you take your old cereal boxes and you cut them open and the bit where it's plain from the inside you can draw a picture of a scene of your choice and you can use them as a storyboard so you can actually say right okay so I'm going to base my story and you can make characters and that could be your backdrop so you're using that as storyboards or even if you've got Lego you can use the little Lego and use them as characters and maybe another person could film this and you've got your backdrop of your storyboard and you've got your characters going going around and you've made a story and you could be telling the story so that's um, a bit of drama there and a bit of speaking and you're also getting quite used to the camera which um, also was something else um, I mentioned last week about getting your own cameras over the holidays so you can now buy those um, disposable cameras and they're readily available from lots of supermarkets and shops. And uh, you have got 30 pictures to take over the six weeks holiday. And these can be of things that you have experienced. So it could be you've gone to your cousin's house and you played with somebody and you wanted to take a picture of, of you playing with your cousins. Or you went to the park and you saw a pond or a, a bird that looked really nice and you wanted to take a picture of that. 
And at the end of your um, camera, when you've taken all 30 or 36 pictures, depends on what how many you get in them, you can have them printed and you can make, as Samaya said, your own photo album or journal and write about it. And that's something that you can remember that you did over your holidays. And it's your personal journey because it's pictures that you've taken. And you have to be mindful about the pictures because you've only got 36 or so it depends on the camera. You don't want to be taking 20 of the sky and 10 of the grass and that's it. I've filled my camera up. It's got to be creative pictures. So that's something you can get involved in. Um, Harris has got something that he'd like to share. I really like doing this thing called Flipperama, and it's basically you have two sheets of paper. You draw a picture on one, and uh, say is someone standing, mm-hmm. and then on the other sheet of paper you'll draw someone say kicking a football, or on the first piece of paper you could draw someone in the position about to kick, and then the second someone kicked it. So it's a bit like a comic book, is it? So you yeah, and but then you flip the page. Uh, like loads of times and you'll end up seeing it's kind of almost like it's animated and it's moving Mm. the person is moving okay yeah so you can so the first piece of paper you roll it back on a pencil or something and then you just keep moving it back and forth and it's like you're actually kicking a football for instance so you've got a standing character it's how they used to make movies in the olden days yes so can you imagine how many pictures they must have drawn to make a movie or a cartoon because some of the cartoons are about 10 minutes long so can you imagine that's a split second you've got there so imagine how many pictures you are drawing to actually make a, a, a whole cartoon where people are actually moving from one image to another so it shows um how much great effort has gone into the traditional cartoon making um also we have um cooking time so i know samaya said um have a baking competition uh samaya do you like baking anything in particular what's your favorite thing to bake i like like, like baking cakes you like baking cakes Cakes. you like baking cakes okay ibrahim have you ever baked do you help with the baking yeah or do you like just the eating part of it, like myself? I help with it. You help with it too. Okay, so what's your favourite thing then? Or what have you made that was your favourite thing that you made? And it doesn't have to be something sweet because um, I know your mum likes to make something else fresh as well. What does she make a lot Cookies. of? Cookies and something else? Bread. Bread, yes. Yeah, bread. So And it takes a lot of effort making that as well. And um, I've tasted the bread and it's very nice. It's so nice. I can I can see Samaya saying it's so nice. Yes, it is so nice, isn't it? So do you like it when it's hot out the oven? Yeah. Or do you like it when it's cooled down? I like it when it's hot. When it's hot. And do you have a favourite th- topping that you like to put on your bread? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. What do, what, what do you like putting on your bread? Margarine. You like putting some margarine on there? Samaya, do you have an, like the same? Same. Oh yeah, or not? Oh, I with like baked bread. Baked, yeah, baked bread. It's nice to have it with um uh, jam. So when it's freshly out the oven and you put jam on it, it's very nice. So um, yeah. So we we you've got you can actually get the children involved in making quick homemade breads. Um, there's quite a few recipes around for that. Um, uh, I have shared some on my um show before. Um, so you can actually go back and uh, search some of the recipes there and share them with the children. Um. I did say last week, which um, I'm not sure if many of the listeners got to hear, but um, homemade pizza. So homemade pizza is so quick and simple for the kids, and it's something that is um, quite easy to 
leave them to it so you can buy um fresh naan so you go to the bakery and get some fresh naan and you can bulk buy this and freeze them individually so as you need them you can take out a a naan and um let the children have a turn at making their pizzas but you can ask them to first maybe decide to draw pictures around what they would like their toppings to be so do we like pizza in the studio who likes pizzas oh i think everyone Me. likes pizzas so what do you like on your pizza haris I like chicken. You like chicken and sweet corn. And sweet corn. So, what do you like Pepper. on yours? I like um, I like onions. I like onions, cheese, sweet and sweet corn. Onion, cheese, and sweet corn. Mm, okay. And Samaya, do you have a favourite topping on your pizza? I like cheese pizza. Just yeah, you like myself. I just, just the plain cheese pizza. Ibrahim, do you like anything specific on your pizza? Yeah, I like the vegetable ones. The vegetable the, ones? Oh, Bami, I hope you're listening because Ibrahim has just said he likes vegetables. And the, ten, the, the, one, the vegetable one with the tandoori chicken on it. Oh, okay. The veg. Oh, so it has to have some chicken as well as the vegetables. Yes. So yeah. So you can actually make your own pizza and have these toppings set aside, and you just paste it with tomato puree, and then put on whatever topping that you like. Sprinkle it with cheese, and put it in the oven for about ten minutes, and that's your pizza. So you could have that for dinner or your lunch, whichever you please. Okay. So um, we also are asking um to ch for children to get involved in volunteering for various charities and organizations and this is reaching out to the older children um, aged 11 and over I know that today um Brother Amar is actually running a workshop in the studio at um, uh, Dalu Community Centre in, in one of the rooms here. Um, and uh, we're reaching out to children aged 11 or over that are thinking about um, getting involved in the community and helping out with volunteering. It's a good opportunity. If you are interested, you can email futures at inspirefm.org and um, you can take things from there. Okay, um, Hafsa, have you have you got something else that you had on your list that um, Mummy didn't let you share? No. At the very end, what's that that you've got there? I'll probably go on holiday to another new place. Oh, okay, yes, going on holiday. I can read it from here. Hafsa has also put down on her list that you can meet up with your friends. So what she actually said to me is she could have like an afternoon tea at the house. So you could have your friends over and have a posh afternoon tea where you get tea cups and saucers and you have sandwiches and cakes and uh, you can have an afternoon tea with your friends at the house um, or at the park. Um, as Samaya said, um, as a picnic. Right, okay, so um, the list that I have, um, we I'm hoping to get this put up onto um, the studio. Um, we also have gardening, planting new flowers and de-weeding. So de-weeding is something that um, my driveway needs, so uh, you can you can uh, get busy doing getting the children involved in that. Planting new flowers, it's quite nice doing flowers and repotting them because yeah. when you see them grow, it makes you feel good. So I know, Ibrahim, you've worked on something very hard at school and you've brought it home and you're beginning to reap the rewards of your efforts. So what did you grow? A tomato plant. A tomato plant and and I saw yesterday that you've got some baby tomatoes sprouting through so I've got two you've got two, two tomatoes there's yeah. one big like it's getting bigger yeah there's one that just started growing yes yes and uh Samaya, I know that there was another vegetable that you were growing in your garden that um 
you grew and you took it, but did you cook anything with it? Yeah. What was it? We had uh, it was a courgette and we had uh, egg and courgette. You had egg and courgette curry. That's nice. So you had to, and did it feel good eating a courgette that you grew in your own garden? Yeah. yeah. Yes, it was quite nice doing that. See, it's quite rewarding. So again, getting the children involved in, um, and you can do simple. Um, uh, vegetables and herbs so we've got coriander which is very quick it grows very quickly so you can um, get the children um, involved in uh, making coriander plants um, and you've got um, fenugreek which is also known as methi you can get that um, grown in there and they sprout through quite quickly so it's quite nice being able to uh, get the children involved in that and them seeing the plants grow to something Okay, so um, we've got lots of um, activities there. My advice to all parents and children listening is to try and be organised. So make a, ch make a list with your children, get them involved in it and ask them what they would like to um, put down on their list and what they would like to do over the holidays and um, get them uh, to work with yourself. Okay. Um, okay, so uh, thank you for my to my guests for sharing their ideas. Ibrahim and Harris, I can see that you're both uh, drawing up something nice there. Is there something that you'd like to share with us on air? Is there something else that you'd like to share? So, uh, so, so you, Harris, you obviously enjoy doing arts. So yeah. um, uh, maybe you could um, suggest something about arts, drawing. What do you like drawing? Uh, I like drawing like cars or cartoons. Okay. And I'll uh, so I'll give you some tips. So when you are sketching mm -hmm. or even drawing as well, you shouldn't press hard on the pencil because so, if you make a mistake, it's harder to rub out. And also, uh, you should. So when you're drawing your car, do you actually look at a picture of a car or if you're drawing a person? What inspires you when it comes to your drawings? How do you uh, draw your cars? Because I, I, I have to admit, Harris is a very good drawer and um, he draws very well. And um, a lot of his cars and images of people kicking a football, for instance, are quite clear. So how do you get inspired to draw your pictures? Well, I have this cartooning book at home, mm -hmm. and it goes through literally everything you need to be good at drawing. So it goes through the when you are drawing, you don't uh, just straight away go into the body or mm. straight away go into say you know even with a car, you don't straight away go into the wheels because you need the right kind of shape. Right. So when you're drawing people, say the head, not always people. Just every um, to every time people say someone says draw a person, everyone probably put a round head. Mm -hmm. And uh, you would put the round head first, but then using that round head, you could shape out what an actual head looks like. Mm -hmm. So it's the same with the body. You can use a rectangle mm -hmm. to shape it out. Okay. Yeah, so often when you're drawing, um, you actually just draw a line, a straight line, and you can actually start sketching your image from that. And as Harris like suggested, when you do draw, you're not pressing hard on the pencil. Um, so when you're drawing your lines, you can rub those lines out and you've actually got an image of a person. Right, okay. One last uh, thing that you'd like to share, Harris, before we um, are nearing the end of the show. So we've got a few things to run through before the end of the show. So uh, also there's this thing you can get which it helps me with people drawing. It's called an artist dummy and it's a wooden mannequin and you can shape it into whatever you want. Okay. And 
That's what helps me draw. Okay. Gives you the shapes as well. Hafsa? Um, I also enjoy when, when, when we have water fights. Okay. You don't always try. When when you have water fights, yeah, it's fun. Okay. Because you don't just have the water guns; you also have this. You can also have sprays. Sprays in the hose. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. So we are now nearing the end of the show, guys. Thank you so much for all your um, time and effort. Um, you guys, I'd like to thank you guys because you guys have been super and quite patient as well. It just goes to show you can sit quietly for an hour. Uh, you shared some fantastic knowledge, and I pray that inshallah you all uh, will be blessed with the opportunity to perform Hajj one day maybe when you're older inshallah Amin. Um, I'd also like to make a special du'a and uh, for all those that are performing Hajj this year may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make your journey a safe and easy one for you all may you go there be given the opportunity to uh, uh, do this successfully um, as a tradition of um, my show um, I like to end with a nice quote for my listeners and this is by the Prophet there is such an hour on a Friday that if, if any Muslim makes dua in it, the dua will be accepted. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at inspirefmluton.